Merry Christmas Eve, okay? Let's back that up and do it again. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Turn around and look at about two people, tell them you look really great on this Christmas Eve. And I want to personally thank you for joining us for this Christmas Eve service that we're going to be out of by 12 o'clock so you can get to your families and enjoy their time. But this morning, we're honoring the Lord for his birthday. And there is a clock back there that tells me it's 11 o'clock on the dot right now. And at 11.55, Sandy Williams is going to start waving at me back in the back corner. Okay, but we're going to have... I know we said we're going to do it in an hour, and we are. But how many of you were here last year when we did Christmas service for an hour? I don't know about you, but when I, when I left, I felt totally full inside. And I believe we're going to have the same experience today. It's great when you can take your time and just spend that, that extra time in worship and honoring God. But you know what? Even though we're on time constraint today, that does not constrain our heart. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, we honor you today. We bless you. We welcome those that are uh, with us online, that are live. We pray your blessings, Lord, just enter their homes, enter, Lord God, their vehicles, hotel rooms, wherever they are right now. And uh, we pray, God, that you would show yourself strong. Lord, I lift up our friend and our brother, Jerry Couts, who is, who is a good man, notified me this morning that his daughter was killed in a car wreck last night. Lord, we just right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak peace over that family. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would cover them and envelop them today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God, I know we're on a, con uh, we're on a constrained timeline today, but we give you our heart. We open everything up to you. And Lord, you know what? If you want to blow past 12 o'clock, some may have to leave, but some of us would have to stay. So whatever you want to do, we are yours. Jesus, we are so glad that you came. And Lord, as all of the candles are lit around the white candle today, we are grateful that Jesus came to us in the darkness of this world. And he came as the light and the life. And we honor you today. Would you put your hands together and give him a big old praise this morning? shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. 
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, his name is Jesus. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we have come to worship him.
invites us to know more of Him. He leads us to an intimacy with Him. He is the beautiful star of Bethlehem.
worship you. We've come to worship you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Why don't you do what the song says? Come on and offer worship and praise and adoration. We have come to worship you. Hallelujah. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Would you one more time just lift your voice and a shout and give the Lord God Almighty, the King of Glory, would you ascribe worth unto him? Come on, the author and the finisher of our faith, the captain of our salvation, the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He left the splendors of heaven and came to us, put upon himself the flesh suit of a man and lived with us among us so that he could redeem us, so that his life, his body, his blood, would be a sacrifice. The transaction of heaven, the price to buy us back so that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall, not can be, not possibly will be, they shall be saved, hallelujah. Have I got anybody in here today that you have called on the name of the Lord and you know today your name is written in heaven? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. High five about three people around you one more time and just tell them Merry Christmas. disrupted them I apologize I just want to if you missed it during that song I came up and lit the white candle the white candle the first candle when we started Advent four weeks ago the first candle was prophecy the prophecy candle 486 detailed prophecies of Christ that he would come and I showed you the probability, the statistical probability. It would take one man out of 10 to the 17th power. That's one quintillion people to fulfill everything Jesus fulfilled. Folks, you can't argue with those facts. Amen. Amen. Then we looked at the faith candle last week. Pastor Michael walked us through the joy candle. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Today we lit the fourth candle before the service because we acknowledge the culmination of the Advent cycle. 
but then the cherry on top. Y'all, we could talk about prophecy. We could talk about faith. We could talk about joy. We could talk about all those things till we're blue in the face. But if we couldn't light that white candle, then we would all be men most miserable because the white candle represents the holy, pure, sinless Lamb of God came to us. Are you glad he came today? Give him some love, would you? you 
Him. Lift your praises to Emmanuel this morning. hearts to you this morning, Lord. today. We pray that you would work miracles, restoration in families. Lord, in this time of this holiday, Lord, where there may be strained relationships, we ask you to bring healing to those as well. Let families dwell together in peace and love. And may we all find ourselves, as the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus when he said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Peace is the ropes that tie up unity and keep it held 
in one place so that the enemy can't break it up and run away with it. So show yourself strong to us today, Lord. We are completely dependent upon you, and we need you. We need you. Could anyone just tell him that today? Could you say that, Lord? I need you. Make it personal, just you and him. Because, folks, he is Emmanuel. He did come for the world. But you know what? If you were the only person in the world, you would have meant the world to him. And he would have still come. He loves you today. No matter where you are, no matter how good you are, no matter how not good you are, he loves you. His love for you is perfect. He can't love you anymore. He can't love you any less. So you know what? If there's anything blocking you in your life, in your heart, anything that is blocking you from being able to walk hand in hand with that God who loves you, I would exhort you today to let it go. Because nothing is worth missing out on a relationship with Emmanuel. Imagine you get to walk and talk with the creator of the universe and the stars and all that there is. And I can tell you right now, there's no sin. There's no offense. There's no bitterness. There's nothing that you could be angry enough about on this planet that is worth you missing God. Amen. Look at two people say, he loves you. Amen. Now they can be seated. My be y'all. Hallelujah. Let me uh, let me get something set aside. Did everybody get a communion cup this morning? If you did not get a communion cup, all right, we got some. We got one here. Got one up here. Back there, y'all hold your hand up. Just wave it a little bit so these fellas can see you. By the way, y'all are a beautiful congregation for a Christmas Eve service, I'm gonna tell you. So while they're taking care of that, let me mention to you, let's see what I've got here. At the end of the service, my beautiful loving wife, waiting for an amen on that, and her mother, Pastor Joyce are going to be in the foyer on your way out. One of them will be on one side, one will be on the other, and they have a little something for everybody. Okay, per household. So uh, it's per household, right? One of it is. One of it, everybody gets. One of it is per household. They'll figure it out out with y'all on the way out. So when you go out, be sure to check with them. We want to bless you and let you know that we love you and we just want to give you a little something. And while they're doing that, I'm going to mosey out to the driveway. I'm going to clog up traffic today on your way out because I haven't been able to get out there in a few weeks. That's right. Somebody said, why do you do that? I said, because you know what? When you get a church this size, you can't possibly speak to everybody. And I love people. And I keep saying we're going to be a large church and we're going to get larger, but we're going to be a big church with a small church heart. Amen. Amen. 
So I want to smell like sheep. So I'm going to wait for y'all when you're going out today. So be nice while you're driving out because I'll tell Santa Claus if you get X'd off the list the day before Christmas, that'd be bad, Jay. Watch him for that Jeep, boy. All right, everybody got communion elements now? We're going to get to that in just a moment. If you've got a Bible or smart device, I would like for you to turn to the book of Luke. And actually, I got the email of the, the scriptures for this morning, and I didn't even open it up to look at it this week. But uh, when Miss Sydney started reading, I was like, oh, snap. She's all up in my stuff. Seems like every time that I've, I've had uh, different engagements or whatnot to share at Christmas parties, devotions or whatnot, I keep coming back to Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to pick up in verse 1. Two, two big things I want to mention before we get started. The first one is immaculate conception. Did everybody say that with me? Immaculate conception. Now, I believe that immaculate is going to come from some Latin word, which means spotless or pure, to be immaculate. So the immaculate conception of Jesus was that when he was conceived, he remained spotless and pure. In other words, when he was conceived in his mother's womb, he was not conceived with the seed of a man because that's where the sin element comes from. When Jesus was conceived, his mother was told that the Holy Spirit would overshadow her and that thing which would be conceived in her would be a holy thing. Say that, holy thing. Literal translation of the word holy, folks, means separate and other. It means there's nothing else like it. So when she was told what's going to come out of you is going to be a holy thing, it literally meant there's not going to be anything else like him in the entire planet. And then the second thing, first is immaculate conception, the second thing I want to mention is this big word, incarnate. Everybody say that. Incarnate comes from a Latin word which literally means to make into flesh. Jesus Christ was God incarnate. He was God that spoke and everything, poof, it appeared. He was God that the very spirit of himself who picked up dust in the garden and made mud into it and molded it into the shape of a man and then held a little lifeless clay doll and leaned over and into his nostrils went and all of a sudden that clay doll came alive and his name was Adam. It is that same spirit of God that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and that creator, that God, God the Son, came inside of that virgin womb and wrapped himself up, folks, in a body. So everything that you read in the Old Testament about Jesus or about the Father or the Holy Spirit working, Jesus put it all in a flesh suit and wrapped it up and walked amongst us. And why do I mention those today? Because listen to me well, folks. You cannot have Christianity without the immaculate conception. You know why? 
because he was conceived spotlessly. He was birthed spotlessly. He lived a spotless life so that when he hung on that cross, he was the perfect sacrifice to die for us. So you gotta understand, listen, listen, listen. Here's the thing. When Adam sinned in the garden, he and Eve, and God came down and spoke to them and he said, between you talking to the serpent, the devil inside the serpent, he said, between you and the woman's seed, get it, he done took man out of the picture. He said, between you and the woman's seed, I'm gonna put enmity. And you will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. And folks, listen to me. Are you ready for this? How many of y'all been waiting on stuff for a while in your life? How many of y'all been praying and believing God to do something? A month? A year? Multiple years? A decade? Anybody? Let me go and give you a little heads up. God is not in a hurry, but he's got a plan. In fact, let me go ahead and tell you, in Genesis chapter one, hold up, because see, God's plan, God's time frame and your time frame are two completely different things. In our time frame in Genesis chapter three, when God made that, had that conversation with Adam and Eve and the devil, do you understand it was 4,000 years later till that baby showed up? Hold up, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some of us, we get to praying for something after about two weeks, we done thrown up our hands and give up on it. Sometimes the longer you wait, the bigger the promise is. He was immaculately conceived. He was God incarnate, folks. In fact, can I tell you today, he was more than a baby. Somebody say that, he was more than a baby. Somebody say it like you mean it. He was more than a baby. Luke chapter two, I'm gonna read it again. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Ladies, let me ask y'all a quick question. I'm gonna divert from this text just a minute. How many of y'all would like to travel about 70 miles on the back of a donkey when you full-blown pregnant? In fact, I know some of y'all don't want to travel across town in a car when you're full-blown pregnant. She was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. How many of y'all today, this story is still a great joy to your soul? 
This is the tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, cloths and laying in a manger. And suddenly there were with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Look at somebody and say he was more than a baby. And I'm going to steer you back to that word incarnate again, folks. He was more than a baby. He's more than a cute little cuddly thing. He's more than a sweet little baby. He's more than a baby crying with colic. I had, a, I had an epitome this week, or not epitome, I had, a, I, had a, I had an aha moment. I was listening to the little drummer boy, Bing Cosby, I think it was, or Sinatra was singing. I had an old thing, old Christmas thing playing on iTunes. And uh, I got to thinking about something. How many of y'all ever had a little baby at home? And you finally got it to sleep. Could you imagine some teenage kid busting up in there? Bum, 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 bum. I thought, where did we ever get that song from? That's the dumbest song I ever heard of. Ain't no Mary want no baby busting up, uh, want no drummer boy busting up in that, that uh, thing out in there. Y'all know, I mean, like, could you imagine? I mean, I got a totally different picture. My mind may be a little different than the way some of you think about it because we watch too many uh, Christmas movies and we look at too many Christmas cards. You know, when Mary and Joseph in the stable, you know, and the cow's looking over the side of the fence and the lamb's laying there right there and little baby Jesus is in there. Now, I don't know about y'all, but uh, I've been around my wife birthing four children. I'm gonna tell you what, that is an experience right up in here. Y'all better hear what I'm telling y'all. Now, Mary may have conceived that baby with an immaculate conception, but everything else, she had to go through the natural process. So when it came time to push, ladies, I need some of y'all to help me up in here. All right? Because I know when my wife was pregnant with our first son, and, and uh, he went how many days over? He liked it up in there. He didn't want to come out. Two weeks. Yeah, he lighted up in there. He didn't, we had to give him eviction notice. <laughs> but I remember we went up to Moore and they were going to induce her labor. So you know, they had all these ladies lined up in these rooms down the hallway. Man, there was a lady, my wife, you know, we waiting for that medicine to kick in. And it's, it still was a whole process, crazy. But there was a woman like one or two rooms down. She sounded like she was being attacked by a grizzly bear in that room. She was screaming and hollering and stuff was coming up out of her. I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Can I tell y'all tonight or today that when Mary, when it came time for baby Jesus to come out, that was a natural process, and Mary was hollering and Mary was screaming and she was crying. Listen, y'all, this was a virgin girl. Hello? So we need to go ahead and we need to get rid of all these, these facades that we have about what the birth of Jesus was like. I'm going somewhere with this. Hold on. Because when we see all that, you know, with the, the, the starlight coming down in beams and the, the cattle are sitting there and the lambs are sitting there, can I tell y'all, could you imagine what that was like in that stable that night? Mary screaming, y'all know them cows are trying to break out of that place. <laughs> them lambs, they ain't laying down there looking all peaceful. They thinking, what is God inside of this woman? I'm trying to tell y'all this because listen to me. 
He was Emmanuel and he came, the light of heaven itself, put on a flesh suit and came down into this dark world in bondage to sin and death. So he didn't come down here to play patty cake with religion. Jesus was coming on a full-blown invasion as God coming to get his people and take them away from the power of sin and death. In the time of prayer this past week, I wrote this. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the latter portion of that verse says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And then I continued as I wrote with this, imagine the moment Jesus, the Christ child, was born. Imagine that. Imagine Mary's final push. Now all the ladies said amen. Imagine this squirming infant. And I used the word slither because that's what it looked like to me. That thing all greased up. Don't tell me there's not a God. He done worked everything out to get that baby out of there, all right? Imagine this squirming infant slither out of the birth canal and into the waiting hands of a midwife. Imagine he opens his little mouth. Come on, y'all. Is that not a sweet little sound? If it's your baby or grandbaby, the first time you hear that, Come on, y'all better talk to me. Don't act like y'all all super holy and spiritual on Christmas Eve. But I want you to imagine in that, in that stable when Mary and Joseph, when, when that baby came out, he opened his little mouth. Come on, somebody. And it sounded like the squeaking cry of a newborn baby to everybody's ears around them in the natural. But this cry that was heard in the realm of the spirit, come on, somebody. It was quite different than what they heard in the natural. In the spirit realm, the angels and the demons heard that when that baby opened his mouth, what sounded like a little squeaking lamb to everybody else in the stable, in the spirit realm, it sounded like a lion roaring and God was saying, I have come. I'm here. I've come to set my people free. I've come to let them see the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father. What they've looked for, what they believe for, what the prophets talked about is now here. Somebody give him a praise in this room. Supper. 
the Seder meal before Passover, when they would celebrate the Passover lamb being sacrificed and all the way back to Moses and the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt, when they were ordered to sacrifice a lamb without spot and without blemish, to take the blood of that lamb and put it on their doorpost because the angel of death was coming. And when he saw that blood, did y'all hear what I said? When he saw the blood, he would pass over that house. Jesus now is sitting with his disciples and he takes out that piece of bread, that unleavened bread, and he looks at his disciples and he says, this is my body. Did y'all hear what I just said? This is my body. Y'all, that's why we need to understand he is the incarnate God. He is God in a body. He said, this is my body, which is going to be broken for you. Fulfilling so many verses like in the prophet Isaiah that spoke 650 years earlier that he will be wounded. You got to have a body to be wounded. He will be wounded for our transgressions. He will be bruised for our iniquities, implying he's going to be beaten. Wounded and bruised. The chastisement of our peace will be upon him and by his stripes. We shall be healed. And listen what Jesus said. When he held that wafer, that bread, up to his disciples, he said, this is my body. Listen what he says. Broken for you. Would you help me preach for just a minute in here? Would you look at about three people and say he was broken for you? Are you guys with me on that? He was broken for you, for me, for you, for us. Do you understand we're 2,000 years later? Ooh, my Lord God. In the book of Hebrews, it says this. It says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. You know what that joy was, folks, that was set before him? That he could look out December 24th, 2023, and see this beautiful congregation of people holding these elements in his hand because this is all about him. I want you to lift that wafer up to heaven right now. And would you just tell him in your own way, would you just tell him, Jesus, I'm so glad you came. Would you just tell him that for just a moment? Lord, I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad you came. And not only did you come 2,000 years ago, Lord, but I'm so glad that you came after me. That all those little lost lamb pictures we see people having on the internet, on social media and stuff, I was that little lamb lost, alone, cold, wounded, muddy and dirty, had no hope, had no chance. But you came to me. You came after me. You came for me. 
God, I pray today, Lord, if anything I can say, if there's anybody in this room today, Holy Spirit, that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, God, I pray somehow, some way, Holy Spirit, you can do it. I pray you to touch their heart today. Draw them to you. Because, God, this life of walking and talking with God Almighty is beyond amazing. Lift that wafer to heaven, would you, right now? Lord, we thank you for your body that was all those things and more for us. Thank you for being our sacrifice. And the Bible says that Jesus took it, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave us. I want you to break that right now, and I want you to think, as you break that, Jesus was broken in a physical body and incarnate God in a flesh suit body for you and for me. Take it and eat it. If you would, peel that little aluminum foil. As grandma would say, tin foil, top off of this thing. And this one don't want to cooperate. It's about three seconds for me reaching in my pocket, pulling out a knife, and I will get it open. Man, this one got super glue on it. But I am sword drawn. I know one of my favorite mottos is blessed are the flexible for they should not be bent out of shape. <laughs> and that'll be this cup goes by that motto too. All right, everybody got it open? Not somehow, but triumphantly. <laughs> it ain't pretty, but I'm getting it out. I would like to say in the same way as it is in the natural with this cup, so it is in the spirit. We have to set our mind. If we're going to pursue God and we're going to touch the hem of his garment like that woman that had the issue of blood, sometimes we got to fight through some stuff. Incarnate. Say it one more time. To put on flesh. 
Your flesh cannot live without blood. In fact, the Bible says the life is in the blood. Jesus took that cup of wine that night, that chalice, when he was with his disciples and he held it up in front of them and he said, this is my blood. Matthew said these words, that is shed for the remission of the sins of many. Let me tell you, Jesus is our redeemer, folks. That literally means somebody that will buy us back. That's what he came for. But I'm gonna tell you what, there's more to this blood than just the ransom to buy you back. That word Jesus used for remission of sins is the Greek word of thesis, and it literally means to break the power of. Jesus' blood will not just, not just buy you back from sin and death. I'm gonna tell you right now, what this represents, Jesus will give you the victory to overcome every temptation, every stronghold, every addiction. And I don't think you need the 12 steps unless it takes you 12 steps to get to God. There is power in the blood of Christ. So Lord, we lift up this cup to you right now and we take and drink and we give thanks to you on this Christmas Eve day as we celebrate Advent, take and drink. Amen, and amen, and amen. Thank you, Amen Corner. Who said that? My buddy. Thank you, amen. Thumbs up. Amen. How many of y'all grateful for the body and the blood of Christ? Amen. amen. We're gonna dismiss. <coughs> it's 11.59 for those of y'all taking notes. It says, uh, what y'all want now? Naysayers told me it'll never happen. You have been denied. Don't forget my wife and her mother are gonna be in the foyer. We have gifts for y'all. Please, every household will get one of one thing and everybody will get one of the other. I love y'all today. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas with your family. Can I say this? It's 12 o'clock, so undoubtedly I have about 50 seconds before it gets to 12.01. Let me say this. I like toys. I like toys. Let me say it one more time. I like toys. So if anybody gets any real cool toys tomorrow and you need somebody to play with, invite a brother over. Y'all get cool toys out at your house too. I love y'all. Let me bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace. God bless you. Merry Christmas. I love you.